0: Welcome to episode 29 of Artist Bebop. This is the weekly ramble where I set a timer for 22 minutes and ramble. So let's go. Timer is on. It's on, it's on. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what I was going to start with. I planned a little. Because they, I, I don't really have rules for this, because I'm the boss here. <laughs> and so, my friend, I was commenting to her, because I'm doing the Daily Ramble, which is where I write about... It's usually tied to art in some way. Sometimes I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. And then... Um, And then, well, there's this, the weekly ramble. And I was telling her, this is, the writing is an authentic ramble. Because she she messaged me and I said, I'm about to write this thing and I don't know what I'm going to write about, but it always flows out. And she pointed out that it's because That's how my mind constantly is. And it was was weird that she said that because... I'm going to delve into TikTok here. But, okay, so when I first discovered TikTok, I thought it was so weird. This is the longest fart joke I've ever experienced. (laughs) It was weird, you know, because I was just getting... The algorithm did not know me, and so I was getting the strangest videos. But then I got into it, and all of social media does this, where they pick up on your likes and dislikes, and they feed it to you. TikTok is the most salient form of that. And so now my TikTok, feeds me things that I'm interested in. And part of that has been ADHD things. So she told me that, and there goes my ADHD storytelling. (laughs) She told me that, and I had just watched a video where somebody had replicated what it's like to have ADHD. So it's the, the phone camera moving around the room, and then there's these voices and it was chilling because it was so accurate to what I experience and it was weird to think that not everybody sees the world that way. (laughs) It explains so much. I love that about social media. Yeah. The Well, let me clarify what I'm saying there. I, I hear so much kvetching about, you know, algorithms and all that. It works for me because like I said, I'm seeing content that I actually want for the most part. A lot of some prank stuff filters in there. And then they don't know how to fine-tune what I like. Because I like some of the prank stuff. But some of it's just mean. (laughs) And I don't like mean. But... But, yeah, so... uh, The video and my friend saying that it's how I experience the world. It's true. There's dozens of conversations trying to happen at the same time. And so, rambling. (laughs) Like, I really... Thought this 22 minute thing would be more of a challenge and i was just thinking about it i remember i judged a speech tournament and i had never done speech or any of that i was in college i think it's like a side gig and so so they had extemporaneous speech where the person had to speak for 5 minutes and looking back i was Thinking, I should have should have done speech. <laughs> I could have cut it. I don't know. I am much more seasoned now. But that goes back to that theatrical thing. I I loved theater when I did plays and all that. I had, I got that that rush <laughs> that I that I chase in creativity. You know. Really, all aspects. That's been the interesting thing about writing is because I do have to say something, I'm I'm digging in a lot to my experience of creativity, which I feel is connecting with others, which is the point of a lot of this, is to make those connections, the point of art to express and to engage. But also, I was thinking about this earlier, that especially when I was younger, and younger artists in general, you know, the, this thing is about expression. But I think when you're young, you, you're not mature literally. (laughs) You're not seasoned. And so expression is tricky and it still happens, but you know, like pieces aren't always happy. Art, what I make now, a lot of it is, it is happy and it's, I like to be whimsical and, and play within that. But then there are moments where it's not and I was thinking about that especially when I was younger and criticisms of that and just watching that happen to other artists and other creatives and I guess, I don't know, I was thinking like you don't have to like what somebody else is doing, but it's okay to be quiet about it. <laughs> you know, if that's dark or spooky, it's okay to be quiet about it if you don't understand it or want to understand it. I think that's the second part. A much more interesting conversation is to ask questions. And and that, that Artist conversations vary. <laughs> that experience. <laughs> Some are more willing to share than others, and it reminds me of a uh, a philosophy. I, I knew the artist's work, but Philip Renteria. He um. So his wife was in a show with me in Corpus. And we each had to talk about our art and her turn, her, her turn came and she was speaking on behalf of Philip and his work was cool. You can probably Google him, Yeah, you know, very, a lot of lines, a lot of color. And she said something that he said, and that stuck with me, was that you don't have to tell everyone what your art is about, but at least, or do know what it is about to you. You don't have to go and share, because that's the hardest part of art. I think that is the very, the most difficult part is that your being is thrown into this stuff, even when it's whimsical. I do a lot of pop art, but it shows my interests and then my curiosities and a lot of things. And it doesn't help that uh, I'm probably oversharing, (laughs) but that's okay. That's a little of how I was wired. I have learned some defense mechanisms over the years because I think I wrote about this a few days ago, that a friend of mine was, we were having a conversation about this, that, you know, we're artists and our job is to express, to share. And so boundaries as far as protecting the self difficult for some of us and i am i'm definitely in that category or have been i've learned better i've also learned to not think i'm too wise (laughs) i could i could do it again i don't know but that is that that is the scariest thing about making things and then you put it out and I think my solution is to constantly put out stuff and I feel I don't know that there's a a power to that in the sense that I'm always working at it. I'm always trying to elevate this thing. Even all of this, even the speaking, trying to elevate my speaking, trying to just improve. It's very Aristotle. (laughs) Yeah, Aristotle, so you're, we'll go back to philosophy class. It's weird how all these things just come back. But, so, you know, Aristotle, the example of the archer hitting the target. And they have to practice and practice and practice until they get it as it's gelled and as strong and to the best of their ability. Everything else, it's no different. Creativity definitely falls in that. Whatever medium you're using, you know, painting. And and that's very cool. Like lately especially, I feel very fluid in the studio and it is those, it is that 10,000 hours Of work that you know for some deranged reason I said I was going to do every day and here it is it at minimal a drawing and that's been weird because I've had some weird days where (laughs) maybe it would have been nice not to draw but it seems absurd when I can just grab something and make something really quickly. It would feel wrong not to, but I don't know. It's also this idea of regulating at least me, myself. That was a strange sequence of events. What else? This week, this week was good. I was doing, so there's certain baseball or sports cards, like designs that I will fixate on sometimes. 1986 is a popular one. And that's, that's the year my sister was born. So I was I was nine years old. And then 1948, Leaf. I just like the way it looks, just classic, simple layout. And so I've been, I've done a lot of them, but this week I was, I guess it started last week, I did some giant ones and they were, they just felt good. And so I stayed in that groove. So. That's what I. That's the. That's the obsession this week. I also have um, somebody sent me. It's a commission piece, so he got. The a seat with the number seventy two, Carlton Fisk's number from Comiskey, old Comiskey Park. And so I'm doing. Half of it, well. There's like two halves where I'm working, and so one of them will be. The front of a tobacco card, than the back, and that's a lot of fun. I love painting on not canvas, or weird surfaces, are just fun because you're it's, it's a totally different feel, or just changing surfaces. Yeah, so that's been that's been cool, and then. I'm trying to think, I did some girls with guns yesterday <laughs> and I wrote about that a while back. That was cool because I, so when I go to write the daily ramble, sometimes for inspiration I'll look through the archive of I have of not every painting I've ever made, but it's pretty well cataloged a few have gotten away because I get busy or distracted and so yeah I did a few where, uh it was these vintage looking women holding guns it was ink and watercolor and so I posted that one day and um a, a friend he it's so cool he bought in Houston. I used to do uh, the parking lot shows a lot, so I was just off Montrose on Fairview, and I remember it was a slow day. But Tyler, I didn't know him then. He was visiting from out of town. He was with a friend. He bought a few pieces. Him and his friend asked me if there was. Any other art stuff going on, so I pointed them to stuff that was indoors <laughs> and so but ever since then he's bought pieces over the years and it's really cool, and he's moved around the country but so he saw the girls with guns and asked me to do a set for him and I remember that. I made a bunch, and then I picked six for him, and so I had I had a few left over, and I I went back because I I love them, <laughs> and they're especially watercolors. So I guess dreamy, it like and kind of surreal sometimes. I love it. I remember as a kid the first time I saw watercolor, paint too. All of it. All of it's an experience, but watercolor was cool. To watch it react with the paper. I still, I still love all that. It's still. I don't. That never gets old. Yeah, I i watched a lot of ai stuff this week and then i had to stop because it was getting scary (laughs) because there's people that put out content and it's optimistic and they're excited about it and then there's the counterpoint to that the the people that say we're all doomed and (laughs) Now, one interesting point though, which I agreed with because it was the whole idea of, you know, does it turn into RoboCop and the machines rise up against us? And this one guy said, no, because the problem will not be, will come from the machines. They won't have, the machines, even if they had that volition, wouldn't have to do anything. It's the humans. Who would use AI in that manner and cause the problem? The truth is hard. <laughs> but very astute. But yeah, all of that talk, I, I was I was realizing like, man, I'm like getting down. <laughs> so I looked for my more optimistic programming. But I, I still watch it. The, The thing I got from my hours of consuming this stuff. And that's... So I have desk work where I'm uploading and doing social media and emails and, and the writing. Probably during the writing I don't listen to podcasts or interviews. But I just like to let that go in the background. Especially if I'm organizing images or something. And... So yeah, I had had to get a little disconnect from that. But the thing that really struck me is how important it is to think about AI, whether you like it or not, or you, you know, it's already happened. (laughs) It's not going back and it will affect everything. Including creativity and that's where I'm thinking about it not only from The marketing side of what happens to artists But the creative side too and I've talked about this a lot where To me it becomes what Say a machine can do everything I can do Then how do I remain artist? And that's my job as an artist. And even if that were the case, I'd be I'm pretty excited to figure that out. It's part of the evolution. I've seen several evolutions in my my career and what's a few more? (laughs) There you go. Bang, bang, boom. (laughs) <laughs> oh man well that was that was it we did it i uh it's late i need to get into the studio and i've got a few commissions i need to work on but thank you i don't have too much post ramble today i guess well it was a long tiring day but i've got some iced tea and i've got a studio full of paint so there you go Uh, that's what i got so i will see you next time